Welcome back to the Equipped Podcast, guys. I hope you all had a great week. We're here to a Friday, another Friday, which means another episode. And I'm excited because we not only have one guest, but we have two guests. And what is better than one? Two. So that means that we'll have three of us talking. And another great thing is these two guys are from a different podcast, which I'm super pumped because I haven't had anybody from a different podcast podcasting world is something that I've wanted to branch into with other guests, and I finally found them here up in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I'm going to introduce a little bit of them and who they are, but I'm going to let the leave the main introductions up to themselves. So without further ado, our guests today are Titus and Will. Um, Titus, I know from the Hancock Welcome Center when I worked there as a on-campus tour guide for Liberty University. Will actually refed a lot of my indoor soccer games yeah. last semester, so I was able to uh, meet Will, and then I realized Titus and Will started a podcast together, um, which I saw through Titus, and then I got connected with Will through that as well, so I'm pumped. So I don't want to introduce y'all too much, but Titus, give us a little bit of rundown. Who are you? Where are you from? All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, like Colby said, my name is Titus. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, the great state of great North state, Carolina. Great state. <laughs> honestly, probably the best state. I, I would agree with you on that. I love it's, it. It's um, pretty great. Um, I'm studying strategic communications um, with a focus in social media management. You know, I want to take that um, hopefully in the future and work um, in the nonprofit realm. And really, um, you know, our podcast is a great um, intro into that. Um, and Will will explain a little bit about that. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah, I, I really, really am passionate about um, Uncomfy I and mean, what we are as a team. But, Will, take it away. Yeah, I really don't want the fact that I rest intramural soccer to be on the record. Um, <laughs> he did, and he was probably the worst. I'm just kidding. No, he actually was a, one of the better refs. I will yeah, give you I that. Yeah, I was a baller ref. You man. were. But the thing about that, they don't, they don't give us training at all. We kind of just are out there getting yelled at. Um, Harassed. So, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, but my name's Will. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, I'm a pastoral leadership major. Um, beyond that, I really just want to go into ministry, um, give God whatever I have. I don't know exactly where that takes us. Um, if that's being a pastor, if that's doing nonprofit stuff or whatever that has, um, I'm super excited to go wherever God has me. What about a trash truck driver? Um, I mean, if that's what he wants. Hey, there's a great ministry in that. It is. Yeah. It is great. They make bank, too. They do. So probably yeah. a lot better than a pastorship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no hey, no yeah. offense to the pastors. We need them out there. Oh, yeah, my dad is one. So oh, there we go. Okay, he can make that, that joke. He can make that joke. I didn't want to say it because I was like, yeah, people are going to judge me for saying that. But, hey, you never know what God will call exactly. you into. So before we get into y'all's podcast and what you do, I want to ask, because everybody's story is a little bit different, I'll start with you again, Titus. What ultimately led you to Liberty? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Liberty wasn't on my radar um, whatsoever. Um, my piano teacher, who became I became really, really close with um, during high school when I was just going through um, a lot, she was like, you would love Liberty. And I was like, oh, word. So I like checked it out a little bit. And then my mentor actually recommended it to me because both of his daughters um, came to Liberty. And it was, you know, really exciting to see. And, you know, 2020, my final year in high school, and then my intra- uh, entryway into college um was a covid year yeah, it so sucked. it just looked it different worse. yeah it was a <laughs> it was lot different than everybody else's high school experience um and so i applied literally to liberty and a few other handful of schools the other schools i got accepted to a few of them but they were out of state and just really really expensive um as state schools um and so then i 
saw Liberty and I was like, they're great, they're amazing, but they also have um, an amazing business program, mm. which you heard earlier, I'm not studying business admin, um, but that was originally like my heart and my plan um, yeah. in coming to Liberty. So I came um, and I wanted a place where I mean, an agenda wasn't going to be shoved down my throat because that had been a lot of what my school experience up until that point and just church and life experience had been up to that point. Gotcha. I wanted a place that was going to ask me to think, give me the facts and say, run free, just make sure that you're what you're believing is based off of scripture. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Liberty really, you know, checked the box when it came to that. Amazing. And I came and fell in love with the place and been here ever since. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Now, Liberty does have a phenomenal business thing and I'm in the business. So I guess I can say that yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> also in Stratcoms as well, which is what Titus is in. So I can also attest to they have a good program in that. Love it. Yeah. So Will, answer the question. What ultimately led you to Liberty from Shreveport, Louisiana? A sixth grade basketball tournament. Okay, no <laughs> um, so way. So we were living in... Sounds um, profound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, we were living in Virginia at the time. I was in sixth grade, and we had okay. a basketball tournament. Because we were living up near D.C. We had a basketball tournament yeah, at Liberty in gotcha. La Haye, actually. No way. Um, and that was really all I knew about Liberty. And then it came time to, like, I hadn't really thought much about college or where I, w- where I was going to go, what I was going to do, yeah. or any of that. Um felt led to ministry and knew it was a Christian school. I applied, I got in. Um, and then I had a I didn't necessarily want to go to college. Not that I didn't. I just didn't know where I was gonna go and I didn't feel super strongly about any particular thing yeah. at that time. But yeah. I walked into my my youth pastor's office and I just told him I was like, you know, I applied and I I think I'm gonna get in and I think that's where I'm gonna go. And then I kept talking and talking and talking and he was like, Stop until you have a piece about it, just trust it. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so ended up just getting in and going, and that ended up being the only school I applied to. Amazing. Um, so that yeah, takes was, that takes a leap of faith to be like, yo, this is the only school that I'm going to apply yeah. to. And a little if bit I, of faith, a little bit of stupidity, if you ask me. I mean, hey, <laughs> we all have those moments in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> I mean, no, that's awesome. No, I think Liberty is a great school, and obviously it su- suited both of y'all well in, in what you're doing here. And um I don't. I guess we're allowed to talk. Or like Titus, you're his RA, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So y'all, y'all have a podcast together, and I guess it was Will's kind of mission and vision who you he brought on as RA. Yeah. Um. So that's really unique for any of you. Everyone has RA, so I'm assuming everyone knows an RA is on a on a res. What does it stand for? Uh, residential assistant. I, I was just making sure you knew that. You know, as an RA, I was <laughs> making course. sure you knew what RA stood yeah. for. Um, but yeah, they basically are like the mom and dads of the hall in, in theory. Um, so where are you an RA at on campus? Um, I'm an RA on 26-2, which is the circle. Okay. 262. Yeah. I wouldn't have, if you would have just left it at that, I would not have known what you meant. <laughs> um, so 26-2, shout out to all you people on 26-2 if you're listening yeah. to this. Uh, but that's awesome. So obviously you're here because you're in the podcasting world. And I thought that this would be a cool opportunity because we had equipped um, are wanting to help those who feel as though they are unequipped, not only in the mental health era and aspect, but also just those who feel as though they might be unequipped to go through life um, and they want to see where God can equip them. Y'all have a podcast called Uncomfy Christianity. Now, I want y'all to tell me a little bit about the mission, vision, um, and how really that got started as it it, it launched a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, so the mission statement is to spiritually strengthen, practically push, and bear witness to the truth. Um, there's a lot that goes into that, um, yeah. but I think it's I think it's pretty apparent from the title um, for sure because it's 
the full the full name would be uncomfortable Christianity, and that's what we we strive to push people to right. to live in a life that pursues Christ. Yeah, um, because we think there's there's so many people in this modern age of Christianity that are just okay with going to church, maybe reading their Bible a couple of times a week. They'll sit at a coffee table and they'll talk about it, but they'll never actually act upon it or go in like because the Bible is just very apparent. Like like you should pursue Christ. Like yeah. they're the one story in the Bible about like God call or Jesus calls a guy to follow him and he was like, Hey, can I go can I go bury the dead or like can I go say bye to my family? Yeah. And he's like, No, let the dead bury their dead. Like you have to give everything to follow Christ. And that's a very extreme example, but like you should be willing to give everything for Christ. Right. Um, right. And there's so many people that we think that just aren't. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of our goal is to to spiritually strengthen is to to teach people you yeah. know you can't you can't change if you don't know the truth Amen. practically push you can't do anything if you're not motivated and that's like the two sides of um sanctification is like you have to do something but it is through the power of god amen um and then to bear witness to the truth is the if we act in love then people will know that we're christians i love that and i think that's so true because on comfy christianity i love the idea of the name because there are so many different topics which y'all will get into on y'all's podcast and we'll talk a little bit about um and a little bit later in this episode but there are a lot of topics within that um overarching uncomfortableness that are not only in this world to talk about but just in christianity um and within other christians around us uh one of those being mental health so um, i'm not going to get into that yet we'll dive into that in the next question but Tell us a little bit about your team. You know, you have one of them here today. Uh, we kind of—it's cool. We kind of have a little studio audience in here with all the the lighting, <laughs> yeah. the video, um, all of that stuff. So tell us a little bit about your team and, and who they are and, and what their roles are. It's yeah. So it's kind of been crazy because we've. Um, I think it has been like on my heart and on my mind um, for a little over a year now, mm. and then just slowly we've just added team members. I think it was last summer yeah. that I had a phone call with. I was in the Starbucks parking lot, and I called Titus, and I was like, hey, like, because we had talked about this a bunch um, before I asked you to be a part of it, and then I was like, hey, like, I think I want you to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, and it was something that he took a couple of days, and he prayed about it, and then he was like, yeah, I think I want to do this. Um, so Titus was the, the first member, um, and then... I talked to Hesed, um, the guy holding the light. Hesed. Hesed yeah. is being a G, man. He's over here holding this light. It looks like the little light that jumps on the Pixar logo. And the lighting wasn't great in my room because I got my LEDs. I got, you know, the mood. No, I shouldn't say mood lighting. I don't mean it in a bad way. We, it just is a fun little wow. mood. Cool mood. And then he's over here. If your arm is tired, by all means, set you can set the light down. Um but he's taking one for the team. I absolutely love it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Amen. Yeah. So Amen. I had the opportunity to um to be roommates with him. Okay. Um, until he left me. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. That's a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> but he was the first. He's gonna be like our video guy. I think cool. he's. I forget what his official title is. Like video director. Or video something. director. I like um, it. We all have fancy titles, but it's not. Hey, titles are cool. Yeah, I'm I like quote them. unquote executive director. Ex- we love it. Um, and then we don't use it often. We, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. we use it today. I mean, that's that's cool. We'll give him that one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what is your title again? Communications director. Communications director. So he cuts all the sound and stuff. Yeah. Um, and wouldn't be able to do it without him because he knows all the technical right. sound stuff. 
um, not my forte. And then mm, we have Matthew. Um, he's creative director, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does all the Instagram stuff. Cool. Um, shout out to him because that looks Shout phenomenal. out to Matthew. Haven't, um, haven't met him, but he makes it look good. Yeah, he does. He's an attractive um, man. <laughs> I again, I don't mean to make that sound weird, but he yeah. just looks like a cool dude. You know, he's got you, a flow. you yeah. he's got a phenomenal flow and then a great mustache. Yes, yes. In the pictures that y'all put, everyone go look what I'm talking about because I don't want to sound weird here. <laughs> What's y'all's Instagram? Follow us on Instagram at uncomfy underscore christianity. Okay, underscore un- pod. Go look that up and you'll see. Scroll all the way down. He's got a phenomenal mustache. Yeah, and he's got a great flow. Amen. I just wanted to clarify myself there. Anyways, let's talk about Matthew a little bit. What does yeah, he do? Yeah, so Matthew, um, Matthew's like odd because we had been, we shouldn't be friends. <laughs> okay. Like at all. Like okay. the only basis. That's way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it, it Matthew, makes it. Matthew, I hope you're listening. <laughs> no, Matthew knows this. I've talked oh. to him about it. Like we don't have any friends in common. We don't have any classes in common. Like we, we shouldn't connect at all. But the first day of like class, like freshman year, like, we were in, like, orientation when they, like, take you into the room and teach you the chants and stuff. And I just turned around, and I said hi to him because I felt like I needed to Dude, say hi. Dude, what orientation were Didn't you Didn't have in? that my I, year. <laughs> I never had that. What, how old are you? I'm 20. What year did you graduate high school? 21. He's a child. Dude, they never took us through an orientation never. like that. They taught you chants? Yeah, they taught us the go, L, U. They, they took you in orientation yeah, to teach you the GoLU chant. The Liberty Arena, and they had a little. Like, we learned how to do it by actually showing up to things, right? In masks, yeah. we had to show up in masks. Yeah. yeah. But, but I just wow. Okay, so you had no, orientation. So yeah, we were, you met we Matthew were in orientation. the line, and I just felt like I needed to turn around and say hi to this kid. Okay. I'm not a super outgoing person. He's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people often think I'm upset when I'm just walking around, and I'm I'm not. That's uh, fair. I just he sometimes cries a little bit, but <laughs> only at night when only... I'm here. Uh, <laughs> oh. No, but I just turned around and said hi to Matthew, and like okay. ever since then we've been friends. Cool. Like now he makes Will look good on a very consistent basis, That's... which is a difficult job, actually. So is it a one-sided friendship to where he always makes you look good, and you just don't? Yeah, because you said you shouldn't be friends with him. Wow. No, when you put messing. it like that, Colby. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he does that. Okay, cool. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then Seth was, so Seth is the guy that makes our like intro music and yep, stuff. Yep. And he is, he's a film score guy. Oh, sick. And he was supposed to be me and Hasid's third roommate. Ah. Um, and then for some reason, completing FCI or something, he got kicked. Oh, no uh, way. In the room. And then, so we weren't gonna, so he didn't end up being our third roommate. Okay. Um, but we'd asked him to do. Um, the music for us, because um, that's what he does. He does like all the the film music yeah. stuff that you like in commercials and stuff. That's it. Um, yeah, and it's really cool, and he's really good at what he does. Um, we had to do. We had to went to a, a thing that um, we didn't have to go. We got to go. Yeah. Um, but like he did a bunch of different movie trailers and did, that's so sick. Did the music, um, and it was super cool. Yeah. So we asked him to do the intro, um, and then he, he came to the first like official meeting. Um, and then I talked to him and I was like, yeah, what do you want your role to be? And he was like, I could make the music, but I'm like also like super interested. And I'm like, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. going to help us out. Yeah. Um, so he's also a part of the team. And then we have Mankus, um, Daniel Mankus. Um, but okay. we were just, we were sitting in the library and we had been friends for a while through Titus. Um, and then 
like we were just talking and I never realized he was a, a finance major and like, oh. <laughs> can you, like help us out with like our money yeah and he was like yeah actually um that'd be really cool so I was like sweet sick yeah that's dope okay cool so you really have an all-star team from what it seems like I've met there's six of y'all combined right I think so six I've met three two of them are sitting right in front of me yeah we got my all-star guy over here holding the light um so it's okay Hesed's okay i mean no Hesed. i was talking about matthew's mustache Hesed has got a stellar mustache as well i think there are a few other words for it but we'll leave those out I, uh, <laughs> all it was i mean titus has got a phenomenal beard Hesed's got a mustache matthew's got a mustache i need to just maybe you don't look like you have an ounce of facial hair on you can you grow facial hair I shaved this morning. Okay, fair okay. enough. He wanted so, to look that's good. That's a good today. excuse. He wanted to. Go I did. Good I today. shaved. I sh- I shaved it like. Two what did you shave off? One, one Skin cells. <laughs> um, <hey> man. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so we're gonna dive into. We're gonna link the two podcasts right here, and this is where I'm excited about. Um, obviously, it equipped. Not everything we do is geared um, towards mental health, but we like to bring in mental health a lot of the times, just because. That's been a um, predominant story of my life and how God has just been able to use equipped podcasts um, in a lot of other people's lives as well. So um, mental health a lot of times can be somewhat of an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people to talk about. Um, shameless plug. Shameless plug. I mean, shameless plug, uncomfortable topic. Um, another shameless plug I'm going to do right here. However, God very much equipped me to be able to talk about my mental health. Um, after a long process, equipped podcast guys, if you don't know it, you should listen to it. Um, you've listened to it now, but, um, so equipped podcast, basically God put that on, on my heart after a lot of different struggles I had in the mental health, um, space for a long time. However, talking about it can be very difficult at times. Um, when I first started going through my journey, it took me over, six months to first talk to someone about my struggles. Mm-hmm. There are multiple reasons why I didn't talk to people at first. One, because I didn't really know what it was. Um, so I think a lot of people, when they struggle with their mental health, a lot of times when they when they first start seeing signs, they're not really sure what it is. Um, because for me, it literally came in the nighttime. It li- and when I say that, no joke, like I, I w- went to bed fine, I woke up in the morning and everything just felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to explain, but... A lot of times people just don't know what it is. The second thing is um, the stigma behind guys specifically uh, and how when it comes to talking about our feelings. A lot of times we don't like to talk about our feelings and I think that what it's one of my least favorite stigmas because as uh, the stigma itself is guys don't like talking about their feelings, it makes them weak, it makes them look weak. But I would really say that the strong person Um, The strong man is the man who isn't afraid to show his emotions and feelings. So I wanted to link the topic, the topic of equipped of the mental health aspect and then the uncomfortable topic um, to y'all's podcast. So why in y'all's mind do you believe that mental health can sometimes be an uncomfortable topic to talk about? Yeah, I think I'm going to like just preface um, by saying like I I have some notes here because this is something I'm also very passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I am in no way an expert by any shape or form, like only by scripture, like, yeah, am I able to like speak about these things? And so, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt, but also I also sat in those same um, shoes of, you know, like struggling with that mental health and just not knowing how to talk about it Um, and coming from, you know, really churches um, that 
put men on a white horse, so to speak, yep. of like always looking good, always, you know, having it together. Um, and I think it like comes down to a breakdown of what masculinity is mm-hmm. um, and how we're really in our world today and especially in our churches, in a Christian culture, we have such a wrong definition of what masculinity is. Yeah. Um, and we too often associate manhood with in the words tough, strong, yeah. brave, um, all of these things, you know, stern, having it together. Um, but we, when we look at Christ um, and ultimately when we look at the fruits of the spirit, you don't find any of those words um, in there. And in fact, you find quite the opposite. I think in Matthew 12, 29, um, uh, excuse me, Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and mm-hmm. humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. When we see this passage and it describes Christ as someone who is gentle and humble mm. in heart. And I, I pull it back to that word gentle because it doesn't say he is strong and tough in heart. Mm. Um, it says gentle. And then we see Galatians 5, through 23, the fruits of the spirit. Um, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, mm. self-control. Against such there is no law. So again, we see that word gentleness. Um, and I was talking with somebody yesterday, actually, um, and uh, they were having a conversation about where in the fruits of the Spirit do you think you lack the most at? And it was a, a guy that was um, answering, um, and he said, you know, I think uh, it would have to be gentleness. And it, it's wow. like, we don't get a hall pass to gentleness um, when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. Um, because I think in the process of becoming more like Christ, we become more gentle and able mm. to have these conversations with one another. Amen. So I don't disagree that these conversations are difficult and uncomfortable, um, but they are conversations that need to be had. Amen. Um, so truthfully, I think that they're uncomfortable topics because we have no concept as men really specifically of how to have these conversations because we believe that vulnerability is weakness. Mm. Vulnerability is not weakness. Mm. And I was like, if I can say that a thousand more times, one of the things that I really try to push um, with men on my hall and with leaders on my hall, um, is lead with vulnerability. Mm. Um, you, you become a more respected leader by leading with vulnerability. Amen. The conversations that come from that um, and the power, not necessarily that you gain, but that you give in that, mm. um, is so important. But that's the complete opposite of what the world and sadly what churches are telling men that men are constantly told to not be weak, but to be strong. Again, tying it back to those words that we just hear constantly. Um, Keep riding your white horse into battle because people are depending on you. Um, But Mm. again, scripture says quite the opposite. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that's the Apostle Paul speaking. Um, and I mean, just look at his life. of He led with weakness of knowing that he did not have it all together. Um, so, I mean, when we really break it down, Christ calls us to be weak. And that I just find extremely pivotal in the way in which we should lead and in the way in which we should have these conversations. Um Brené Brown, who is a researcher, um, says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three things, three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. Mm. If you put the same amount in a Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. 
So this is where like, I, I think it all comes together. Um, the key to being vulnerable is to be like Christ. And being like Christ, to be gentle, empathy has a level of sensitivity or another word, gentleness to it. So when we're more like Christ, we're able to be gentle in that and have those conversations, you know, about extremely uncomfortable conversations. You know, there was um, this past semester that I will be completely honest and vulnerable was not my greatest semester in several different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was about a two-week span where anxiety just was, you know, constantly on my mind about one thing or another that led me to barely sleep whatsoever um, and really, honestly, not eat as much as I probably should have been. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I had to at some point come before the leaders that I was leading um, on my hall and have this conversation of, guys, this is where I'm struggling right now. Yeah. Um, and it was really hard. I cried. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a advocate for men crying. Amen. Um, I, I think that that should happen more often. Show your um, feelings, men. Yeah. <laughs> Girls find that attractive when a guy can, a guy can articulate yeah. his feelings. Yeah. Like I, I second that. Yeah. Go off, Titus. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I stood before them and I said, uh, again, last semester was one of those leaders on my hall. Um, and he can attest to the fact that I cried for a solid 15 minutes, mm. um, you know, talking about these things that I was struggling with. And I, I don't do this to toot my own horn, pat myself on the back, because these will be hard conversations that you have, yeah, whether yeah. that be, I don't know, anywhere from depression to suicide. Yeah. Um, like those aren't easy conversations to have. And a large majority of that has to do with the shame at which you know, is associated with those things. For sure. But when you are accepted in Christ, there is no shame. Amen. There is no guilt Amen. for you to be had. So, you know, bringing those things into the light is so pivotal. Because again, like Brené Brown says, if you put the same amount in a Petri dish and douse it with empathy, you know, bring that into the light and have empathy around those things, you bring so much power to that conversation and you really stick it to Satan um, in it. And you, you really just get to hold the banner of Christ in that. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say that that's going to be your solve everything. Your right, be all, right. Like that, having that conversation isn't going to be the end of whatever you might be going through. But it's a first step into stepping into the light. Um, and people might laugh at you. People might discourage you, you know. And I, I, I lean a little bit into some of my past experience where women have done that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, even more than men have. Um, and can I just be quite frank and honest? You know, you can step away from that. Number one, knowing, again, there is no shame in Christ Jesus if you are adopted yeah. into his kingdom. But yeah. you can, you know, take those comments, whatever it might be, and say, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities, just like the Apostle Paul said. Mm-hmm. And you can step away from that, regardless of those people's, whatever they might be, um, insecurities and what they might be feeling. You can say, you know what, in my weakness, I am strong. I love that. And I think one of the things that you said that I kind of was a quote that I have always heard is for you to get to a place of growth, you have to take that first step. Mm. Um, And I think taking that first step a lot of times is one of the hardest things to do, because a lot of times we don't know in what direction our first step should be. In the sake of me talking about my mental health, one of the reasons I didn't know where my first step should be is because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I was struggling with. 
Um, and once I realized what I was struggling with, that's when I said, okay, I think my first step should, should maybe be to going to someone that's close to me and sharing how I'm feeling. Even if you don't, even if you can't put a name to it, Hey mom and dad, this is how I'm feeling. I started feeling my first symptoms back in December of my freshman year. And it Mm -hmm. took me all the way until the end of summer. Um, so basically right before I went back to school in August to go to my family or my parents and say, Hey, I think that there might be something wrong. And when I did that, that is when I almost felt the first ounce of freedom from the struggle. It's because Satan no longer could hold that within me. Satan no longer could say, hey, I don't, you know, because God's design for us is to be in community. And he's designed us to be in community and share our hardships with each other, share our difficulties difficulties with each other. And when I first told my family, what I felt as though was going on. That was the first ounce of freedom yeah. that I had. Obviously, doctors and psychiatrists and um, medicine and, and, and therapy and all that stuff has been a, uh, a thing that has helped me yeah. get further in that journey. But the first step of freedom is just simply talking about it. And that's what I love the mission behind Uncomfortable uh, Christianity, the podcast, is because y'all are taking that effort to encourage people to take those uncomfortable steps because like titus said it's going to be an uncomfortable step but the first lesson to growth is initially taking that step even if you don't know in what direction to take that step in um so i i really do love that and i think that um like you said there is somewhat of a big stigma around um gentlemen and who struggle with this whether you be a middle schooler a high schooler a college or you you know you're you're married to have kids um all of that applies to anyone that, that struggles with this. But I will say, back to the, the joking comment I made a little bit earlier about how um, it, it is attractive for a guy to show their feelings because it shows that they're not afraid to be in touch with their feelings. Mm. I will say one thing that women do so much better is they share how they feel. They yeah. share how they feel and they're not afraid to show it. Um, and a lot of times, girls, will, when they start crying, they'll say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm upset, or I'm sorry, I'm crying. And it's like, no, I w- I, I, we should normalize that, especially in men, because yeah. that is something that men can learn from women because they do such a good job at it. And I don't say that in a joking or rude way at all. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they're more in touch with their emotions and their feelings. And I think if there's anything that we can take away from this is that guys a lot of times need to be more in touch with their emotions and their feelings because it's one of two spectrums. Either a lot of times they show their emotions way too much in terms of anger um, and they are yeah. uh, you know emotionally abusive, physically abusive. Um, and if you just look, if you don't believe me, look at the t- statistics in that. A lot of yeah. the physical and emotional abuse come from the male population um, or they don't share anything at all. And when yeah. people, you know, find out that they're struggling with something or um, someone decides to take their life due to suicide uh, because of depression, anxiety or anything, you learn a lot apt a lot of times when it's too late. Yeah. Um, and so many times I've heard story after story after story of people who had a, have had a loved one that have committed suicide. And they're like, we had no idea they were struggling, like absolutely none. Um, and then they go back and read their journal and they just see their struggles laid out or they talk to some of their friends and, you know, oh, well, he, he mentioned one time that he was struggling with this and that. Um, and so I think taking that step to talk to a loved one or someone that is close to you, someone that you value and you trust is so, so important and it can honestly save a life. Yeah. Now, on the other side of that, for you loved ones who maybe don't struggle with this, do not be afraid to ask your other loved ones how they are doing. Because there are sometimes 
people don't open up unless they're asked. Yeah. Uh, and there are sometimes who feel people who feel like they can open up in unless they're asked. Yeah. Um, so be intentional. I think in, the word here is intentional, whether it's to talk to someone about how you're feeling or to ask someone how they're feeling. Yeah. So will tell me like what's your what's your take on this around like uncomfortable your y'all's podcast and your mission um just around the idea of mental health like have do you know anyone that's i guess experienced um struggles with that or your friend group or what's a good way for people to be an encouragement to others um in in this area yeah i think it's i think it's difficult because it's like t- like Titus said like admitting like you're struggling with yeah. something is 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 hard and it's it's uncomfortable and that's kind of something that we tried to do with the episode that we released today actually i think oh no way yesterday 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 okay cool Um, and it was kind of supposed to be a little bit more like a mirror like of hey like this is the standards like you might not be living right yeah and that's a that's a difficult conversation for sure for sure Um, and i think that's a lot of the stigma with mental health is is coming out and being like hey i'm not okay like i'm not good enough um, and that's, that's difficult um, for sure to be very honest and be like, Hey, like I have things that are wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lot of the stigma. I personally have not like super, super struggled with. This. Yeah, for sure. I had a little bit of a, um, not an episode. I don't want to overdo it. Yeah. Um, but like I was super anxious about the whole podcast and everything yeah. coming out. Cause we were, it was near the end of last semester um, it was the night, um, of coffee house actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. After we got back and I just, I just started thinking about it and I just started freaking out and it was like three thirty AM or something because we had gotten <laughs> yeah. like back super late and I just started doing schoolwork like, and I was exhausted <laughs> and I was like, I just, I have to do something. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to be honest, I don't fully understand like that struggle, but I think it's, I think it's the same with everything for like, sure coming out and saying, Hey, like I'm not okay. Um, and it takes a ballsy man to, to own up and say, Hey, yeah, I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I um, love it. Yeah. I think it's so true because whether it's mental health, whether it's another, uh, topic or anything like that, it does take a strong person, whether it's a man or a woman, yeah. um, to say, Hey, I, I think that there might be something wrong. You know, one thing I always say is we go to the doctors for yearly checkups um, we go to the doctor when something's wrong, but a lot of times, you know, we don't go to the doctor or we don't get the, the help that we need when something might be wrong mentally. Yeah. When we say, Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this, you know, whether it's an episode in your life where there are times where you're super anxious or, um, circumstances surrounding that, uh, I think that there can be some uncomfortable, uncomfortableness, uh, just around being open and honest. Um, and that's yeah. normal. Yeah. You have something. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. You mentioned something earlier um, Mm -hmm. about we are made to be live in community. Yeah, for sure. Um, And again, like Will said, we just released an episode yesterday, and one of the huge topics that we like kind of sat on for a few minutes was that of fellowship. Yeah. How Christ calls us to that in Mm. our church today. I think that's something that our churches are missing. I think it's something that we as people are missing. You know, we've used church as this kind of like social club to fill into our week, to put into our schedule. Yeah. But that is not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this thing of fellowship where we break bread constantly. We are living in and with each other. Um, And, you know, I've been able to see the benefits of that, of living in communion with these people, you know, on a, a consistent basis of, you know, 
you know, we, we may not be living in the same building or like, you know, the same housing structure, but we are constantly together communicating. And it's amazing the way in which I suddenly feel comfortable to share things with these people, Yeah, you know, because I live with them. Right. Um, and because... I'm living in the realm of which Christ has called me to. For sure. And that is of fellowship. And so that, you know, uncomfortability suddenly like begins to lower and you're able to bring those things that, you know, might be hidden into the dark um, when you're living in community, when you are fellowshipping consistently. Yeah, that's a great word. I like that a lot. And I think that one thing that Liberty offers that a lot of, not to say there are other universities that offer this and I'm not dissing any other universities, but um, it is the, uh, the, I guess availability to be open, whether it is in a classroom, whether it is in on your hall, whether it is, um, you know, in a friend group or anything like that. I do believe that there is somewhat of a difference uh, of the culture that we have here on the university. And what I love is that every professor, as as Titus would know this, this is one of our lines for the Hancock Welcome Center. Every professor starts with their class with prayer or a devotion or scripture reading um, or something like that. And they always, whether it's a class of 250 or it's a class of five, they always ask for prayer requests. Um, And I think that being able to be be open with those professors is something that you don't always have at other universities. And so I'm very grateful to have experienced um, a time at Liberty where I am able to do that. Not only that, but like RAs on the hall, the RAs at Liberty are very involved in the student's life and not involved so much that the student doesn't feel like they can breathe, but they're involved because they care. Um, And so I know a lot of you non-Liberty people that listen to this, I've had a lot of questions about like, oh, is Liberty really like this? Is Liberty really like that? So we want to talk about a little bit like what what is Liberty like? And I believe that is my honest opinion of someone who has lived on campus um, and someone who has also lived off of campus. I enjoy living off campus, but it was an enjoyable experience living on campus. Titus has lived on his whole life and he holds hall leadership roles. So he knows um, a little bit about that and why it's so important. So one of the final questions I want to ask is, and it can be one word, it can be a verse, it can be whatever. Give some encouragement to these listeners, whether it's in the mental health realm or it's just an uncomfortable topic or a conversation that they have to have with someone. How can they be encouraged um, this week as they go about their uh, next few days? Yeah. Um, I, I I hit on it earlier, and I'll, I'll read this verse once, uh, once again, but 2 Corinthians 12, um, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, you're going to step into this week, and you might be hit with a load of crap. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't say that lightly, nor do I, like, mean to offend in any way. But, you know, it really could be just a rough week. Um God is good nonetheless, mm. um, and his grace is sufficient for you. And if you are a follower of Christ, you get to lean into that, and you get to have his power be made perfect in your weakness. So really my encouragement to you is just don't be scared to be weak. Um, lean into that all the more. Um, you know, you might be hit with all of that, and that is okay because you have God there to help you every step of the way. Um you can be content in those scenarios because, again, for when you are weak, then he is strong. Amen. So just lean into that, I would say. Um, Will, do you have anything you'd like to bring 
He's opening his Bible. He's got some knowledge he's going to yeah, drop he on is. us. He's, he's finding it. He's scrolling. Okay, so in Psalms 1, I was reading this last week or something. Amazing. Um, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the ways of sinners, nor sits in the seats of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water and yields its fruit in its seasons and its leaves does not wither and all that he does he prospers Mm. when i was younger and i used to read stuff like this that talks about like loving the law and and prospering i used to think of it in terms of you get stuff if you follow christ then you get all the the other stuff that you want um but kind of looking at this verse like if you're a tree and you're planted by streams of water you have you have all you need, but you only have one thing. Like if you have yeah. God and you have that relationship with Him, that's the gift in itself. Yeah. Like that's why you're that's prospering. You're not prospering because of other things. Right. You're prospering because of the relationship with the Almighty God that you have. Amen. Um, and that that relationship is the relationship that that fulfills us. Yeah. That is our purpose for mm-hmm. existing. Yeah. And we were created to be in right relationship with God. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So lastly, just the intention, intentionality, I think is if I had to pick one word about that to kind of describe this episode, it's being intentional. Um, So, so my encouragement for y'all is just be intentional, take time out of your week to either um, catch up with those who are close to you or be intentional about um, asking those around you how they are. Um, So last question. And then we actually have a segment on here that y'all don't know about. It's a surprise to y'all. Oh, wow. I know, I know. Uh, but before we get off topic on that, how can, if people listen to this and say, man, I just loved what Titus and Will had to say, how can they be involved with y'all and how can they keep up to date? Yeah, so as the communications director, Will staring at <laughs> yes. me really uncomfortably because he's like, I'm not prepared for this. Shameless plug there, uncomfortably. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, it just I know, slips I know, into everything I, know, I say now. I know. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram at uncomfy underscore Christianity underscore pod. Um, we throw our updates on there. I'm along with, you know, just some encouragement throughout your week. Um, we want to make sure that, um, you know, we're there for you guys. Um, and we want to have these conversations together. We don't just want you to be a couch dweller in your faith. Um, and so on top of that, we would love for you guys to listen to the podcast. Um, if you enjoyed what Will or I had to say, you can check us out on Spotify, um, or on Apple podcasts. Um, those are the two um, streaming platforms in which we have them up there or on our website. You are more than happy. Uh, we are more than happy to have you guys go and listen to those. We just released a episode this past Monday. Um, uh, Monday from now, we'll be releasing the next one. Um, and again, these are awesome conversations that we're having. Our first one was about discipleship, and it was all amazing getting to just take that deep dive into it, and really dissect what discipleship is. And this last one was on biblical versus cultural Christianity, and we really sat on a few different topics inside of that. Um, and I'm excited about the um, the next one, which will be on worship, mm-hmm. um, which can be just such a, you know, kind of tiptoed around subject. So we're looking forward to it, and we hope that you guys um, enjoy that as well. But again, follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Amazing. All right, guys, go out go out and do that for me, all you equippers. I'm just kidding. I just, <laughs> that just came up in my head. All right, so we have a segment of this podcast. It's all fun and games. Great. Okay? Oh, great. So y'all don't know about this. I never... Never tell my guests about this. I don't Ooh. do it with every guest, you know, because some it's just not appropriate. Uh, not appropriate or fun. But <laughs> with younger people, it's fun. So I've got, I call it, I guess, 
basically our hot topic game. Nice. So Ooh. we have I have some hot topics here, some some questions that I want to answer, and I want I want or I'm gonna ask and I want y'all's answers. Okay. The first one is a comical slash serious one. Okay. Give me one word to describe the dating culture at Liberty's campus. <laughs> toxic. <laughs> okay, toxic is one of the words I would use. Mm. I have a whole thing about that. I could actually. go I could do I, it. And I, I knew could, it was maybe opening up a can of worms, but I thought it was funny. So don't get well started. <laughs> oh, I have a whole dude, I I might start preaching. <laughs> Oh, gosh, there are so many words that come to mind. <laughs> um, I could use the word uncomfortable. Oh God, that's I think I think <laughs> well, a like great... not in a good way. Like yeah. in a, like yeah, it's a it's an uncomfortable topic. I don't want it. An uncomfortable topic that shouldn't be talked about. I'm I'm actually doing an episode on um the dating culture at Liberty good. eventually. Uh, maybe y'all should too since it's an uncomfortable topic Honestly. um hey we just collab together on it goodness gracious anyways interesting question <laughs> i got some other fun ones um okay so if you had to be any disney character what would you be and why go first. disney dude disney that's massive it's are huge we, are we it, talking animated or are we talking hmm. yeah because disney is let's disney go animated is... first okay animated animated Lightning McQueen. Light. I, I don't know why I knew you were going to say that. That's a... They were quoting Lightning McQueen in the car while we were driving over here. Okay, so you're passionate about Mr. McQueen. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's kind of a... What's not to like about his life? He's a little... Well, at first, he was a, he was a little bit arregant. Yeah, he was... He had to be humbled. Yeah, but... Sounds a little bit like our walk with Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Preach it, sister. Um, <laughs> I would say I would like to be Milo from Atlantis. Because I think he's number one, just an extremely attractive guy. Fair also, enough. Also, he gets the girl in the end. Let's Fair just enough. be honest there. Hey, Fair enough. Queen gets the girl in the end, too. So. Fair he, enough. He gets a car in the end. <laughs> he does. Yeah, Sally. Yeah, he is a car. She's a Porsche, though. That's that, a that's a nice car. Sally's Milo a Porsche. Milo got an Atlantean, so. I'm going to be completely honest, and some of you might be like, what? I've actually never watched that. Um <laughs> Colby, I think we're having a movie night. <laughs> I know. I, we might have to watch it. I need to get educated in the life of Disney. Really, since Disney Plus has launched, I went on there like twice, and it stressed me out so much because I was like, there's a million things I need to watch, so the I just never watched anything. literally so attractive. <laughs> okay, next question here. Um, okay, funny question here. I'm passionate about this question. If you had to be – if you had to have a, a celebrity man crush, because we're all, we're all men here. I'll go first. Okay. Chris Hemsworth. An absolute unit of a man. He's got the Australian accent. He's super buff. He plays all of the big, awesome characters in movies. I was actually watching a movie with him in it last night. Um, I mean, he's tall. What is there not like to... I mean, it's Chris Hemsworth. It's Chris Hemsworth. I mean, that checks out. What about y'all? Well, Michael B. Jordan. My, oh, what a G. Why did I know you were going to Michael B. Jordan. Creed, his role in Creed, Dude, he's, phenomenal. He's... Yeah, he's just a dog. He took that hit in Creed. Yeah. They actually filmed that, like when he got knocked out. Yeah, amazing guy. Okay, I'll say it for all the guys. It's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that stop! Mint Mobile. I did so many projects on Mint Mobile. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. What a man he is. He's oh just. He's funny. He's attractive. Yeah. He owns. Have y'all seen? I'm big into soccer. Um, where rep my Manchester City jersey today. Love you, mom. Thanks for getting that. Um, <laughs> he bought a team in England called yeah. Wrexham. 
and they're literally in like the fifth. There's like seven or eight tiers in English soccer. Yeah, they're in the fifth tier. But since he has bought them, it was obviously a big risk. They've gone up. They're number one in that tier and are about to be promoted to the the fourth tier. They're about to go up. So Ryan Reynolds, he's doing. He's making moves. Money moves. Money moves. I love to see it. Another question here. All right. Most famous person you have in your contacts. If you don't, if you don't, you if you don't want to name drop, you don't have to. Do you have famous people in your contacts? I mean, I have one, but I don't necessarily want to announce that to the world. I would say my mom. My mom is an absolute awesome person. She Beth Hales. She's my mother. I love her. I love her to death. Mom, shout out to you. I know you listen to this. My mom is genuinely one of the best people in my life. I love her to death. I'm so grateful to have an amazing relationship with her. I've got other people in my contact list, but I'm not, again, I wasn't going to say it. I don't think I, like... Maybe I should say, let's revamp this question. Who is the person you talk to the most in your contacts list? My mom. Your mom? Repping the moms over here, Titus. Are you going to say your mom? No. I call her. What's your mom's name? Stephanie. Shout out, Stephanie. I bet you're an amazing woman. I love Stephanie for the passion. She's amazing. What's your mom's name, Will? Rhonda. Rhonda, Stephanie, and Beth need to all sit down with us. (laughs) Honestly. We need to have a a talk with them. All right, go go with what you're saying. Um, Like, I have a millionaire's phone number. Okay. It's like my mentor, but... So you you talk to him regularly? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Name drop or no? You don't have to. His name's Rob Conley. Rob... He's been the president of several companies. We love that. Yeah, one being Graco. If you know what Graco is, awesome. It's a pretty big company. So Titus has connections. So basically, anybody that wants to get connected, just reach out to Titus yes, on the uncomfortable. I'm just kidding. Um, awesome. And and one final one final question. Let me think. I I didn't have this. Is just all off off the top of my head. Okay. I had some of them written down. Um, hmm. Let me think. Okay. If you had to go to the future or to the past and live in a generation, what would it be and why? Now, a future, you can just say future and why. But if there's like a time period that you would live in in the past, what and why? I think the future is more of a risk because you don't know what's going to happen. That's true. Like we could all be dead in like 20 years. That's true. And you could go and it should be nothingness. Barren wasteland. (laughs) The rapture could happen. Wally. Anybody yeah. that's ever seen Wally, no, like that could be us. We could yeah. be fat people. In fat the sky. people on in space <laughs> yeah. that have um, to walk in chair or sit in chairs all their life. Yeah, I think I would go back in time and like invent something. Okay, that's something that's like already been invented. In so our what time. do you have? Do you like have an example of what you'd invent? What would I invent? What would I invent? Probably something that nobody would ever use. I'd go to the sixties. Because let me tell you why. Okay. I have a little model car over there that y'all can see. I do see it. 1963 Corvette. One of the best Corvettes to ever be made. One of the only... Let me just drop a a quick fact on you. Their wheels have 17 different parts onto their wheel. Mm -hmm. So like, if you want to take that wheel, the tire, the whole wheel off, you have to take 17 different parts. Phenomenal car, 1963 Corvette. I would love to own one one day. Plus, it's just the 60s. Like... Good music, great cars. I'm a big yeah. car guy. Their trucks are phenomenal. Amen. Uh, 1969 Mustang, 1968. Like, just a big year for the Mustangs, for the Corvettes. Just yeah. American classics, man. Yeah. I would go to the 60s, I think. I actually have an answer now. I'd go back 20 years and invest in Bitcoin. Oh, 
That's actually 20 smart. years ago, you wouldn't be able to invest in Bitcoin. I would go to the start of Bitcoin, whenever that was. I don't know. Um, and invest in it. And I would invest in it. And you get so oh, much money. Oh, that's smart. Dude, you, you could be a billionaire if you put all of it. That's smart. Yeah. We can talk about that later because there is a certain point in which you needed to take it out because it's... Yeah. Crypto market sucks now. Yeah, it's not the greatest. Speaking from someone who has lost a lot of money in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but it went up. Okay. It did go up for a while. So, yeah. What about um, you, Titus? I'd say the 80s. I am okay. really fascinated by the 80s neighborhood type culture. Okay. Of like the Goonies, of like having that friend group that you all just like lived around. Right. I like for a short period of my childhood, like had that type of neighborhood. Ah. Like I could just run down to my friend's house, like walk inside the door. Uh-huh. Um, my younger brother, who's only four years older than me. Was okay. Like, Mom wouldn't let him in the front yard. Wait, your younger brother, only four years older than you? Four years younger than me. I'm sorry. I was my, my I tried to silently <laughs> yeah, tried to process that, that statement, yeah, and I'm I so couldn't. sorry. Guys, forgive me. He's just a track on major. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the pastoral leadership major. Okay, please. <laughs> um, oh. Sorry, I. Well, Y'all came say, at I, each other. I could say a lot, but I'm not going to. But yeah, Oof. like. He, like, wasn't even allowed in the front yard. Meanwhile, I was, like, picking up scrap wood off of right. people's driveways and building tree houses with nails. Wow. Um, so, it Interesting. just, I don't know. I'm just really fascinated by that. Miss that kind of culture a lot. My parents always say that they absolutely loved the 80s. The 80s is one of their favorite. I mean, they graduated high school in, like, 87. They were born in 69. So, they were growing up. The guy that I had an interview with today, yeah. he's the one, he said the same thing. He said, I wish I could have been born in like the late 60s, 70s so that I could experience like the pro- one of the prime parts of your life in the 80s. Yeah. I think there would have been a lot of interesting things going on. Amen. But hey, they thought we would have flying cars in like 2020 and we don't even have like all electric cars now. So yeah, yeah all we had was a pandemic. We had a pandemic. Yeah. We had a cool pandemic that, and masks. Sick. Awesome masks. I think they'd be interested by that one. Interesting. Awesome. Well, guys, I thoroughly enjoyed your wisdom. I that... do have a question. Oh, and this okay. And this can be completely cut Go out. for it. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Christians in therapy? Like, oh, like, just, just, that's we a... have time for this one? <laughs> I mean, you know what? Yeah, this is just like, this is, this cannot be in, this can be in. I'm just. I'm going to, what I'm going to do here. What I'm going to do here, guys, for all of you, I think that is a phenomenal question. Um, I'm going to end this episode and start a new recording <laughs> because I want to be able to get this out to y'all without y'all seeing a big, uh, a huge time thing. But anyways, tune in to this. I'm going to drop this. I'm probably going to drop this audio recording um, because this is a topic that I believe definitely needs to be talked about and we can come talk about it a different time when we talk about it now but i love you guys i hope that all of you enjoyed our episode with tyson and will it was a deep episode but it was also a light-hearted episode with a lot of fun especially towards the end there i'm very grateful for them to taking their time out of their day to come sit with us i thank you so much for our our camera guys and girls um here taking pictures taking photos i had the best time um, so thank you guys. I appreciate you no, joining. Thanks, Colby. We really appreciate it. Yeah, this was sick. Awesome, guys. Remember, reach out to us if you need anything. I love hearing from y'all. Um, Equipped Podcast is our Instagram. That's E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, you can follow us on Facebook as well. Um, but I love you guys, and I hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.